Hey, hey, we did it. We started the Fruit of the Spirit on September 4th, and here we are on November 6th, and we're done. We finished the Fruit of the Spirit. Today is the last day that we will be looking at the Fruit of the Spirit. So if you've missed any of the previous episodes over the last two months on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or the two episodes prior to this one on this week on self-control, then go back and check those out. We have also now made it past election day. But as we knew before and still know, the results of the election were never going to be enough to bring people together. What we need to bring healing to people who are hurting is for the people who claim the name of Jesus to act like Jesus. We need to display the fruit of the Spirit. We need to be people who, in the midst of deep suspicion and contempt, show love. We need to be people who, in the midst of deep despair and hopelessness, show joy. In the midst of anxiety and worry, show peace. In the midst of a felt urgency, we display patience. In the midst of self-centeredness, we show kindness to others. In the midst of an end-justify-the-means approach to power and politics, we show goodness. In a me-first society, we show faithfulness to God. In a time of increased harshness and physical and verbal attacks, we act gently. And in a time where it's easy and even encouraged to give in to the whims of the moment, we exhibit self-control. And today, we'll be wrapping up our look at self-control. And we'll be in a passage that Mark read on Sunday, Philippians chapter 2. We'll start in verse 3 and read through verse 11. But first, when it comes to self-control, there's a level of self-denial that has to come. There has to be a belief that there's something to be controlled, that every impulse and desire cannot be fulfilled, and it's actually better to say no to at least some of those. Jesus says that anyone who wants to be his follower must deny themselves. These are familiar words, but a foreign concept to many of us. Here in America, we are blessed with numerous freedoms that many still do not have, and throughout history, few have enjoyed. We are also quite individualistic culture. And these two things together have ingrained in us an implicit understanding that if I can, I should, and I will. We lead with this understanding and trust ourselves to know when we shouldn't, but the default mode is, I can, and so I will. Is this, though, how Christians are to think? Is this how we are to operate? Let's go to Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4, where Paul tells the church in Philippi, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. This is quite a shift, and one that I think we all need to make. My initial concern is not for myself, but for the other, for the group, my family, my church, my friends, my neighbors, my county, my state, my country, the world. Others' needs are to be above my own. I can, but how does this affect others, is quite a different presumption than I can, so I will. Then Paul really drives it home in verses 5 to 11, where he tells us, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, 
taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Paul tells us to have the same mind in us that Christ Jesus had, who was God but did not count equality with God something to be grasped. This uh, phrase, something to be grasped, is really like to steal something, to take something that is not yours, or to take something and then to use it for selfish means. This was something that Jesus already had, but still he did not think it was something to be used for him, but instead thought his power was something to be used for others, and therefore he laid it down and became a servant. If ever there was someone who could, it was Jesus. He had all the power. He was God, but instead he took the form of a servant. This clearly is not something someone who leads with the the premise of I can, so I will would do. This is what someone who puts others' needs before their own would do. This is who we are to model. We are to deny ourselves, to put others' needs before our own, and to model the sacrificial love of Jesus, and to display the fruit of self-control that we have received from the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that these fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that these are not just characteristics that we are to aspire to, but these are the characteristics that we have access to through your Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would help us to deny ourselves, that you would help us to put off the old man, put off the flesh which we have died to and instead to walk in newness of life. Lord, that you would tune our ears to hear your spirit so that we could display these characteristics to a world that is in such need of love and joy and peace and patience and goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I pray that we would be the light in a dark, dark world.